The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN. Receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Welcome everybody to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. I'm broadcasting to you live from a hotel room in Canton, Ohio out here for the fantasy football expo. Just got done touring the NFL hall of fame. Got to see some uh, Eagles bus. I I missed the Dawkins bus, and I I had to go back through the entire museum to make sure I got a nice little photo of Brian Dawkins in the Hall of Fame museum. Rob, I'll I'll kick things off with you. What current Eagle, or actually this this is a good question. What what uh what's the next Eagle we can expect to see inducted into Canton? Well, I think. Ooh, the great question. You you threw this on me. I mean, I think one guy that is a lock is who's not a current Eagle uh, is Jason Peters. I think he goes in as Mm. an Eagle. Uh, Interestingly, his eligibility may be delayed as it appears. He may be (laughs) signing or may have signed with the bears uh, to give it another go. Um, But I I, I certainly think he's going to be a lock. Um, you know, if you ask me a current Eagle, I, I think Kelsey's got a real shot. I mean, he's been an all pro center for, uh, you know, years now. Uh, I, I don't know if he's a lock, but I, I think he's in a conversation. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, Peters, cause of his age would be the next one. Kelsey is probably on the bubble. I, I think he might need like one or two more pro bowl or near pro bowl years. And he, he kind of gets in, I think, Justin, what about Zach Ertz? Does Zach Ertz have a shot or Fletcher Cox of those two? Who do you think has the better shot to get in the hall of fame? That's a great comparison. Um, I think if you're looking at numbers and stats and I don't think everybody always looks at uh, Ertz's stats too much, but I mean, he had the most catches in a season by a tight end. So I might, I'm going to have to lean towards him. Um, if he can put together, I'd say at least two more solid seasons, probably of, you know, uh, over eight to 900 yards and over 80 catches a season. But I don't know if he can still pull that off. I think he can. He's young enough, but he's, he's got to keep it consistent for the next two years because uh, last season was, you know, pretty abysmal by his standards. And it really showed people got uh, weren't able to get uh, behind him. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Ertz, if he gets a couple 
solid years. I, I think you could make a really good case, especially at his position. You know, he, he kind of fits the mold for me. If I was on the uh, committee, uh, I, I think if you're like top five at your position for like six, seven years in a row, I think you make a really good case. And the fact that there's just less competition at that position for tight end. I, I think he certainly makes a good case and he's kind of already in the hall of fame. There's a sweet photo of him from super bowl 52 diving across the end zone for the uh, go ahead touchdown. So that was pretty awesome. Got to see Foles Jersey uh, from uh, super bowl 52, the ball from the Philly special. It was uh, it's just, it's like a museum, but with stuff you care about. So highly recommend checking out the hall of fame. If you ever get a shot Eagles though, they lose to the Steelers in the hall of fame game, but Judging from our, our our text thread that we had going, and uh, I was with my uh, wife and uh, and her aunt and her aunt's boyfriend, and I subjected them to listening to uh, Eagles preseason on 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 the radio. So uh, they really they really got excited with that. But Justin, it seemed like uh, spirits were pretty high for most of the game. But what's what's a big picture takeaway from the uh, first preseason game? Oh man, there's quite a few actually. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me and what I was looking at was just Jalen, seeing how he could manage things um out there. You know, he only went three for seven, but I guess there were two drops there with Ertz and Regor, you know, missing two possible completions. I think the pass to Regor could have been better. Um, honestly, but he, he looked good. He got the ball at the one yard line at one point. You know, he was able to throw that one completion to Ertz. It was nice to see the team in, you know, 12 personnel uh coming out. Uh one big thing too, uh, which Sirianni pointed out. Uh, yesterday, uh, somebody asked him the question about like the teaching point for climbing in the pocket and that, how do you teach him to do that compared to flushing out? And I, I love Sirianni's response and saying that, you know, it's a play by play situation. We want to make sure that we're not taking away his talent with his legs, but we want to have him extend the play a little bit longer and, you know, try to get that ball out a little bit quicker, but we we don't want to take anything away from him. And it kind of goes back to what I've always thought makes a great quarterback in this league now is, you know, a pass first guy, but who has the ability and the agility to, to run outside of the pocket. And I mean, I know Brady doesn't fit that criteria you could argue, but I mean, the, the top quarterbacks now seem to, you know, uh, Rogers has that ability obviously. And so does Russell Wilson. So uh, I think that was a, a big take away from me. And, and what I was really looking at is just seeing what Hertz could do in an in-game situation, you know, preseason wise under Sirianni now. Yeah. We're going to do a uh, stock up stock down of, of individual players, but Rob, any, any big picture thoughts on maybe the, the team as a whole Sirianni before we kind of get into the, uh, into the specific players. Yeah. So I think the most encouraging thing for me was watching the game and, and just looking at it from a macro global level. It did not look like a team that was being coached by a rookie head coach who was learning a new system in its first preseason game. I think the team fundamentally played very sound. Again, Sirianni did not look like he was lost in the moment. He looked prepared, ready to go. And I think the team was prepared, ready to go. Um, I think, you know, just to touch upon Ertz I, or, or Hertz, I think uh, Justin hit upon it. I actually went back and watched the Rager throw. I, uh, cause I originally thought it was a really bad throw. It was definitely a catchable ball. It may not have been perfect, but it, yeah, he it, and, it was and, catchable and on, on that Rager throw too. He was kind of intentionally throwing it low into the outside. I think Correct. to some degree. 
And if you actually, I mean, you got the urge drop, you have the Rager drop. The, one of the incompletes was a clear throwaway, and he made the right decision there. I mean, assuming there wasn't mm-hmm. some wide open guy that er, that we missed live and rewatching it. And then the Quez Watkins play, which was he was on his own two and launched it up, and they were just a hair out of sync. And it was great in the press conference. He goes, "We'll get that one." So, I mean, exactly. So. And you know, the other thing I thought with Hurts just watching him the eye test, it, it seemed like his ball had some zip to it. Um, you know, everyone questioned, does he have an NFL arm? I mean, from all accounts I've heard, he can make all the throws. Um, and and just watching him throw in a game, it, it seemed like he has some zip on the ball. So I came away very impressed. Um, you know, not perfect, obviously. First week of preseason, we're talking about two series with the the starters there, but a lot to build upon. And again, I, I think the team is progressing. Yeah. I mean, I was just excited that the, the team came out and, and felt relatively crisp. I mean, at least with the starting units on both sides of the ball, I mean, things got, you know, kind of out of hand and sloppier as, as the second half wore on, but especially early on with the starting units, there seemed to be a juice. There seemed to be an energy with the team. I thought they tackled really well. Uh, Ruben Frank, um, you know, like legendary Eagles beat reporter. He was saying it was some of the best tackling he's seen from an Eagles team in a preseason game that he can kind of remember. And and last week we had talked about, you know, the defense maybe surprising some people. Was that smoke or are there some embers? Is that possibly a fire? Uh, that was certainly um, promising. And and just in general, like they look prepared, they looked excited. And the fact that uh, there's a lot of talk of like, hey, are these practices long enough? Are they physical enough? It certainly didn't show in the game. And, you know, speaking of game uh, hurts, you know, we kept saying is a gamer and I thought he showed up. I mean, the, the Goddard throw that was like a 20 yard out to the outside of the field that he threw with anticipation. I mean, he, he let that go before Goddard was looking back for the ball and he was throwing a guy open. And and that's a big critique of, of Hertz in his game is can he throw guys open? And I, and I think uh, in that case, he certainly did. There's a bunch of players to pick from Rob, as far as their stock going up, uh, coming into the game and, and how it looks after, but who, who's your nominee for stock up this week? Oh man. Well, I mean, you got to take the obvious guy, I think uh, on offense, I'll give you one on offense and one on defense, but I think obviously Quez Watkins, I mean, we've oh, been yeah. hearing about him flashing. Um, he almost broke that one, um, you know, that hurts through. I, I think he got tugged a little bit, you know, wasn't a perfect throw. They weren't hundred percent in sync, but again, flashed his speed ability, get it open. And then, you know, that, that pass from Flacco that he broke uh, for the touchdown. I mean, the guys, the guys showing something, you know, it, we've been hearing about him all camp. Now we saw it in a game. Clearly his stock is up. I think I saw somewhere he clocked in at like 21 miles per hour on that one run, which would have made him like the 10th or 11th fastest clock last season or something like that. I may be remembering the stat wrong, but clearly the guy's fast. Clearly he's improved. So I think his stock is, is this is obvious, but clearly it's up. You know, on defense, one guy that we're, I'm hearing about and reading about, and I'll be honest, I didn't pick up on a lot of it in the game, but Milton Williams, our, oh, our rookie, yeah. uh, who interestingly we have playing mostly at d- defensive end, not tackle, which is where I thought he would play a little more. Um, but it sounds like, you know, he's one of these guys that's, you know, super physical. 
uh, great physical specs. And it's one of these guys, will he translate or is he just kind of a workout wonder kind of guy? And it appears that, you know, he wasn't perfect, but you know, he had a great outing as well. So I think his stocks up from a defensive perspective. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Justin, who's, who's, who's rising on your charts here. Yeah. I mean, Rob took the, <laughs> the two guys that pretty much had here, but uh, I, I'll say just to add on, I mean, Quez obviously and Sirianni actually related Quez to uh, T Y Hilton, Travis Benjamin and his uh, interview, which uh, sounds super promising. He also pointed out, you know, on that deep throw from Hertz, it looked like if Quez can get open a little bit quicker and not have to take that bump. I mean, it seems like that timing would have been on, which was nice. And, and, you know, Milton Williams uh, was in on that great play um, where he was getting double team. They ended up with the sack and, and so was T Y McGill who, you know, if you, yeah. if you uh, replay that uh, play, I mean, McGill just rushes his guy straight back into the quarterback and they're able to get that sack there. So that was nice. Uh, Riley had the pick. I will say he was a little late um, on that pick yet, but it was nice that he was able to get in there and basically just strip it away from the tight end. So uh, I, I guess I'd have to add Riley to that list. And Alex Singleton is doing, I mean, I can't say his stock is up. Uh, he's probably because we just have such high expectations for him now, but he was all over the field and, and wrapping guys up. So he's just another guy who's just keep doing what he's doing. And it's nice to see that he hasn't left off from last year. He had a solid game. He was on my list as well, Singleton. I I think you could definitely say his stock is up after. Yeah, and and he got a late start. Is dealing with some COVID, and it was good to see him. I I think they let him play a bunch. He got a ton of snaps, and with the idea of like, hey, let's get this guy uh, back in condition. You know, he missed some time with COVID. Uh, for me, stock up, and it's kind of interesting to even say this because I assume this guy was completely dust, but. Jordan Howard. I mean, you know, Miles Sanders was out and Jordan Howard was the guy starting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. They uh, put him in there, but he, he, by, by all accounts, he's, he's coming in. He's, he's really in shape. He's impressing. Um, And you know, the more I think about the more I think carry on Johnson is probably not going to make this team. I I do think, I do think it's going to be miles Sanders, Boston, Scott, um, Jordan Howard, and then, you know, we'll see, but I, I think carry on Johnson is going to be the odd man out uh, when it comes to the running back rotation. So that's a stock up. I mean, stock down uh, Michael Jaquette uh, getting burned there for that, a deep play, but Jaquette thankfully is a guy that we probably don't need on this roster. And if he's starting on the outside this season at all, we're completely fucked. Um, but I, I, I think I think the fact that he's not going to make the 53 by all accounts is a good sign. So I'm, I'm going to say Michael Jaquette stock down Rob, who, who's your stock down? You know, this was a tough one for me. Um, I, I still think again, it, this is probably an unfair one, but I'm still going to get on Rager a little bit. He, mm. you know, he, he's like a very 50, 50. And I, I think I'm saying he's down you know, maybe just to motivate him that he needs some consistency. Everyone's praising him for that one catch that he had, that he made that tremendous cut. Um, and he has the ability to be explosive out of the cut, but then he did drop that ball from hurt. So I just need to see him be more consistent. And until I see that, I, I can't, I can't put him in the, uh, you know, stock up category. I, I'm going to keep him in the stock down. Justin, who, who are you? Yeah, uh, who, who you add on? 
I, I can't disagree with Rob and pointing out Rager, you know, with Quez's rise right now and the fact that he's able to get things together, you would expect Rager to be able to do so. One out route doesn't really prove that yet. Uh, that's a great point. Um, one guy I have, though, on the list is um, McPherson, just because, you know, we've been talking about him at practice mm, nonstop, yeah. doing great. Uh, but I think it really showed during this uh, this preseason game that, you know, he's been going against less talented receivers. And it was it was a little bit. I won't say it was obvious, but it showed a little bit. He had that costly P.I. might have been holding, but I think it was P.I. in the end zone there. Um, so uh, he's coming along, you know, but if we're talking about stock being down, I, I was hoping to see a little bit more from him based on all of the information we were getting about him from practice and him being a ball hawk. So I think he still needs a little bit of time to grow. It's promising. But as far as a preseason game, would have hoped he would have played a little bit better. Yeah, no, he was a good one. I, I didn't really uh, think about him. Interesting. None of us said uh, Jalen hurts stock up because we're already high on Jalen hurts. We know that guy's <laughs> a franchise quarterback. Can't fool us. Cynical media. All right. And obviously the diary Eagles podcast presented by win bet. You want to get in on the Eagles uh, over win bets at or win total six and a half. Are you kidding me? Six and a half. All you got to do is head over to winbet.com, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com, or download the win bet app. Again, download bet win. It's a simple formula and you get that risk-free $500 sports bet. Are you kidding me? Plenty of uh, player props to get involved with a uh, live in-game wagering. Hopefully you got down on the, we gave out the concept of taking all the first week preseason unders, which hit an amazing 14 and three. You're welcome, America. Hopefully you guys have been crushing over at winbet.com. head over there. Very easy to use. Very fun. W Y N N bet.com. You know what else is fun? Hard knocks. Hard knocks is back. It means football is back. And it's always great uh, when the Dallas Cowboys are on. I feel like they've, this is maybe the third time, definitely at least the second time. And it's just fun to see the behind the scenes. And you know, the Dak injury is coming. You're sitting there waiting for the Dak injury to come. And then he gets, he gets injured. And now he's, he's trying to play through it. I mean, am I crazy? But they keep downplaying this uh, Dak injury, but Rob, I, I think there's something to this Dak shoulder strain. Yeah, I think you could be right. I, I think I read that he went back for another MRI the other day. Um, I didn't see the results of it, but I think there was even a commentator. I, I don't remember who it was, if it was Michael Irvin or or someone like that, that, that kind of thought maybe there's something else going on as well. So uh, look, anytime you're you're this far into camp and your starting QB is not throwing, especially a starting QB who missed all you know, yeah, almost all of last season with a you know devastating injury, that's not a good thing, and it's not going to be good for your offense. You know, a lot of people are saying this is a top five offense in Dallas, and you know, not having that QB isn't helping anything. No. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's interesting to just kind of see the behind the scenes, Kellen Moore, it just seems like a complete dork and it's just weird to see coaches or assistant coaches that are, that are younger than us. And, and it just, it's just crazy to imagine uh, coaching an an NFL team, Justin, uh, you and you and Rob have been uh, friends for a long time. Have you ever gotten him a $14,000 piece of luggage? 
<laughs> no, no, nor will I ever, even if I had the money. <laughs> oh, come on, um, Justin. The- <laughs> yeah, Justin, remember when I was sitting on a million dollars in Vegas and then I, I promised you if I won the million dollars, I was going to buy you a Subaru. Cause I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember that actually. That was, yeah. So I got off easy. So thank you, Very Scott true. Tolzine for costing me $800,000, but I didn't have to buy Justin a Subaru settled on a, I think we got just uh, some diner food. Justin right. showed you, he got I'll that Subaru anyway. A, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll buy you a traveling suitcase. If I ever win that much money, how about that? <laughs> Uh, they planted the seed, but uh, where where are you at? You watched episode one, episode two's uh, coming up here. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to kind of reiterate that Dak shoulder situation. Number one, I mean, uh, it, I thought it was funny that you know the medical staff seems to have little say there. Um, he's like oh, yeah. trying to get Dak to get the MRI or like get back into the locker room, and then he just leaves him there. And then McCarthy's <laughs> like, "What the hell is he doing on the sidelines?" Still, like, let's get this guy in there and talks to the medical guy and he's like, Oh, Jack wants to stay out here. So then McCarthy <laughs> has to tell him to go in there. So they get him checked up. But yeah, uh, I just want to uh, agree with you guys here. I actually, I, I put down, I think it's a bigger issue. I know I had the MRI yesterday. They said he should be in a preseason game based on what the MRI showed. It's not, it's not that bad, but I, I mean, it's a shoulder injury and you can tell Prescott, um, on hard knocks is trying to, you know, mojo it up a little bit. It seems like yeah. he's acting up the toughness for the Mo- mojo's their kind of catchphrase. They yeah, love that. Yeah. Ah, mojo. That's our, it's always, you, you can always tell teams are getting desperate when they need to just crowbar some random stuff like I, that. And all, all I could think is like Belichick and like what he would be thinking and like <laughs> the roll of his eyes. And the other thing too, is like, uh, nobody has, I've been looking online, but I haven't seen anybody talk about Jerry Jones crying there. I would like to be, (laughs) I don't want to be anywhere else. Like that was just (laughs) weird to me. But I think whenever you're like over 80 and you just start crying on a whim, people, (laughs) people just back away now, but it just seems uh, so weird. My wife, who's a health nut and vegetarian was just uh, shocked and disgusted when he was adding salt to his uh, like <laughs> breakfast sandwich. I probably already had like 2000 milligrams of sodium and he's just salting it. She's my like, wife, Oh, uh, that's so gross. Uh, my wife's in a, in a fantasy football league and she was asking for fantasy football names and that uh, one that I threw out was uh, salted McGriddle. I was like, yeah, <laughs> some people might know what that means. <laughs> it's, a, it's a deep reference, but it's a solid one. I like it. Justin. Uh. I do have to say though, and I am not a fan of Zeke, but watching him wrap the uh, hand, the piece of luggage was pretty hilarious. And uh, I I felt like that's me every Christmas trying to wrap presents. Oh God, yeah. No, I agree that is- with <laughs> I agree with Rob. Zeke comes off as like the best person on that show. I hate to say it, but he uh, actually was a bit entertaining. Oh God! All right, we're, we'll edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, joint practice coming up against the, against the Patriots. I think that's always, these things are always pretty good and, and a good barometer sometimes even more so than, than uh, some of these uh, preseason games. Cause they really let the ones go at it there a little bit in the controlled practice environment, Rob, anything you're, anything you're looking for as we, as we watch these, uh, these live training camp tweets, that'll be firing out about the joint practice. Yeah, I think a couple things. I mean, one, obviously you want to see how Hertz does against a different defense. Um, 
you know, I think it was, I, I heard Brandon Graham say that he was looking forward to going against, you know, someone else. He's like, you know, Lane Johnson knows all my moves at this point. I, I yeah. need someone new. So I do think there's something to that going against a new scheme, going against new players. How does, how does the team react? You know, the other thing that I'm really looking forward to, and I don't know that we'll really hear the immediate benefits of this, but I'm excited just to have Sirianni around Belichick for a mm, couple of days, yeah. pick his brain, learn how he practices, you know, anything you can soak up from Belichick, you know, is a good thing. I mean, the guys had unbelievable success. So I'm excited for, for the potential coaching impact just as much as I am for the players. Justin, where are you at? Yeah. I mean, Rob, Rob hit the nail on the head there too. I mean, getting those coaches together, uh, Sirianni even brought it up in his press conference. And then, you know, what somebody asked him about the fact that like, you know, a lot of new coaches don't like these joint practices, but Sirianni, you know, said basically he's all about them at the moment. It breaks up the monotony of the team always practicing together. As Rob just pointed out, you know, uh, Lane may have said, and then, uh, he also pointed out that it allows them to go off script at times, you know, they get, in this rhythm of, you know, going over these things in practice and, you know, with a different team in there, uh, you know, breaks it up. They can try different things possibly. Um, and, you know, they get a real test of how their players really are against different competition. I mean, uh, we have, we're not quite sure exactly what we have on paper right now. So it's nice to see how guys line up together. Um, one thing I did want to add is uh, just cause we're talking about practice here is, Sirianni did bring up Miles Sanders and those drops, which I guess were two, mm. but he talked about the fact that, you know, he's going over them. Uh, they happen to be on angle routes. And that's something that uh, Sirianni has actually coached with a, a receiver that's struggled with those in the past. So it was nice to hear about that. And he said that, you know, they've been able to kind of identify it and hopefully be able to work with him and be able to get past that. So uh, I was, I wanted to just point that out because I was harping a little bit on Sanders last week and I feel a little bad. So I found that interesting too, Justin. <laughs> it really seems like this guy, Sirianni, uh, he just has a tremendous attention to detail. It appears mm-hmm. so far. And you know how he was talking about the angle routes and, and you know what they can do. It, it, it just, he's impressing me more and more. Obviously he still has to prove it, but uh, again, I, I think he's really grown into the role and is much more comfortable. And yeah. the fact that he just completes his answers, sorry, Sean, completes his answers and gives so much detail to it. Like he's not trying to hide anything. Exactly. Yeah. And and it'll be nice to see the Patriots. And, and again, just to see that competitiveness, the, the juice is flowing. If they can kind of keep up that little bit of mojo that they had. And it's kind of weird because you practice against the team and then you have the preseason game. So maybe we will, it'll be good to see those kind of two different aspects and, and hopefully get a kind of better, more extended look at the starters in the, in the joint practice there. We do have some Eagles news, Rob, you mentioned earlier, but Jason Peters to the bears. I, I mean, I love Jason Peters, but it is always disappointing when all time Eagles or, or just any players that you love end up on another team here. Cause uh, now he's going to like kind of compete for the left tackle job. I mean, I don't want him in Philly, but why, why Rob, why can't Jason Peters just retire? I mean, he's set for life financially. Does he just love the game that much? It, I never got that vibe from him. Yeah. I don't know this. You always struggle with this with athletes. I mean, that have had tremendous careers and played at such a high level. Sometimes they just don't know when to hang it up and it, it, do they just love the game? Uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I assume that's what it is. I don't know what else it would be, but you know, you never want to see a guy play past his prime and somewhat tarnish his, his legacy and, and leave that, 
you know, everyone remembers what happened latest. So you, you just hope that by playing, he doesn't, um, you know, people don't remember him being a shell of his former self. Look, maybe he recouped over the off season. And he has another year in him. I hope so. Uh, I wish him the best. He's an all-time Eagle, but you know, I, I, based on what we saw last year, I, I think it's time for him to just, you know, hang it up and ride off into the sunset. Yeah. Justin, does, uh, does Jason Peters need money? What's what's going on here? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I saw it and I, <laughs> I was in disbelief. I thought he was going to ride into the sunset. Uh, he should have two seasons ago. It's a, it's upsetting that, uh, you know, I, I, he burnt somewhat of a bridge here in Philly. Uh, I can't look at the guy the same. I hate to say that uh, mm. he'll always be an Eagle, but I mean, he's just not one of my, one of the, the guys I look to anymore. Uh, yeah. That, that move he pulled with like kind of holding out for more money and like jerking Doug oh. P around. It was clearly getting whipped by management. He I know uh, it was Sean. Come on. He told <laughs> Doug Peterson he would play left tackle. <laughs> he, he did it for the team. He uh, and, and I mean, a big raise. <laughs> he he got millions of dollars out of it, so I guess you could argue, you know, that's what the reason was. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Did he have enough money so that he could go out, you know, looking like a hero in Philly? I mean, uh, he's just not thought of the same anymore. At least not in my book. So, I, hey, I hope he does well in Buffalo. I hope he can keep it together this season. I don't see how he can, but wh- whatever, whatever works for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, man. He hopefully we will see him in Canton, but no need to no need to be on the Bears battling it out for a left tackle position. All right, we're gonna move over to the Steelers game before we do. Want to shout out PropSwap.com, America's number one app to buy it and sell sports bets. Again, football season is happening, and and the cool thing about PropSwap is you don't need uh, your bets to win in order to make money. You just need the odds to improve. For instance. I am holding, well, not currently in my hands, but uh, I have possession of a, uh, a Nick Sirianni to win coach of the year at 50 to one hundred dollars to win five grand. Got it at a, a casino in Las Vegas. And now you want to try and bet Nick Sirianni 35 to one is the current odds. So I could go on prop swap list it for a price that's 40 to one. And then I get guaranteed cash. And then whoever's looking to bet Nick Sirianni coach of the year, they get a better price instead of 35 to one, they get 40 to one. It's a classic win-win. Of course, I'm not going to sell it uh, because uh, I think he's going to win. And I wanted to collect all the five grand for myself, but what I should have done and prop swap recommends this is when you're placing these bets, make sure you go for two. Basically I should have bet it twice, either two $50 bets or $200 bets. Come on. I can, I got, I got an extra hundred kicking around and then you can sell one guarantee the cash and you have the other ticket to sweat out at cause yeah, obviously you like the bet. So that's why you put it down. So don't be afraid to go for two there again, prop swap. It is where America buys and sells sports bets. The summer of soccer continues on paramount plus stream over 2000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including the UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy's Serie A, Argentina's Primera Division, the Brasileiro, NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers featuring the stars from the US and Mexican men's national teams, plus much, much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with all of the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. 
of the world's games live here on Paramount+. Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. And we're back here. Going to talk Steelers. Or sorry, I was looking at uh, starters. Uh, but of course, we are the Eagles squaring off against the Patriots. The starters playing time. I would like to see. This is weird. And, and we're taping this Sunday night. I don't, I don't know what they do. I would like to normally see, I think maybe a full half of the starters, but then they're going to be playing them a bunch, probably in the, in the joint practice. I, I would like to see a full quarter of the, um, of the first team, Rob, what do you think they do? And, and what would you like to see out of the, out of the starters? I'd like to see a half. I, I think yeah. you need to let Jalen get in a little rhythm and, and, and play out there you know, keep getting that relationship with the receivers, with the offensive line. We all know they're not going to play the next game, the third game. So this is the time, you know, I, I get it. I get that there's a joint practice, but a joint a practice is never the same as a game. So I, I really hope it's a half. What do I think will happen? I mean, I think they have to play at least a quarter, but you know, what's a quarter they get, you know, three series or something. So I, I really think they need more. I think they need the half. Yeah, you're right. But uh, yeah, it is weird. And it's interesting. Some teams have just decided, uh, for instance, the chargers just not going to play Keenan Allen, uh, Austin Eckler, uh, you know, Justin Herbert even. And I, I understand for a guy like big Ben, maybe not playing him in the preseason or a guy like Aaron Rodgers, but some of these younger guys, it, I mean, Herbert, yeah, he looked great last year, but now it's a new offense. You don't want him playing some of that at game speed. I, I, these guys can get injured anytime. I mean, don't have them play the full game and don't let them get their ass kicked, but you got to find some balance. J- Justin, what do you want to see uh, come out Thursday? I'd like to see a minimum five series. Uh, wh- yeah. However many, you know, however much time that takes, maybe like a quarter and a half or so um, I'd be content with that just to see how well they play rhythm of the game you know, how winded some guys might get, which I doubt, you know, they've been practicing pretty well, but uh, how they can, you know, hold up to, to the, to uh, the aspects of everything game wise. So, you know, minimum five series uh, I think would be nice, especially to see Hertz back there in in the regular awesome offense. So um, yeah, I I will say this. As soon as they pull the starting offensive line, I would take Hertz out. So Oh, yeah. They don't, if they don't think those guys can play a full two quarters, or if they think it's only a quarter, then that's what you play hurts. We don't want to risk anything behind the non-starters. So, you know, <laughs> uh, my guess is they're going to be cautious with guys like Brooks and, and lane. Um, so if you're taking them out early, you, you pull hurts as well. Yeah, no, that's a good point because you don't want to, those guys fit into the category of you don't need, you don't need them getting reps. You don't need them, you know, out there exposing themselves to possible injuries, especially with their injury history, but you do need to see hurts and you're right. You don't want, you don't want, uh, although Driscoll has looked good at times, right tackle, but I mean, God knows what we're going to be doing at left tackle. Uh, once we take uh, my out, you know, with Andre Dillard out and, and Andre Dillard obviously sucking. So yeah, uh, again, don't, don't want to deal with whatever that comes. Let uh let Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco honestly could have been a stock up and Nick Mullins a stock down. Uh, Joe Flacco looked like a competent backup and, and Nick Mullins looked like the look like the, I mean, he was a starting quarterback last year. Now he looks garbage going up against threes. 
His I mean, stock it, went down as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess in his defense, you're playing with some third stringers, but um, I, I thought, you know, with the Flacco sign, a lot of people were like, why did we just sign him? We, we have Mullins. That's fine. But uh, clearly that isn't the case. One thing I'm looking to see going into this uh, Patriots preseason game, I, I want to see some better third downs. I, I think it was something crazy where we were 0 for 8 on third down conversions in that game. Kind of interesting. And we laid out some of the some of the issues with the Hertz offense. I mean, you know, like Zach Hertz dropped a, a wide open first down and, and some of the other plays that they almost hit on and yada yada. Obviously, plenty of times to make excuses, but on and our third down defense was actually pretty shitty at times as well. So I really want to see better third down scenarios for the team. And I, and I think that should be you know, situational football. That's what we're doing in the preseason. So third downs, I, I want better thirds downs. That's my big takeaway. Rob, what are you looking for in this game? I don't know if it's going to happen, but I want to see Devonta Smith come back. Um, oh yeah. You know, in, in Sirianni's latest press conference, he, he kind of upgraded him and said, now he's day to day. So you have to think he's getting close to resuming practice. Obviously he's already been running and, and doing some other things on the sideline. So I just want to see him on the field. I'm sure that like every fan does and and see what he can do and, and get those important reps before the first game. Yeah. I mean, they had him running up and down the sidelines. I do want him. And maybe even if it's just like four or five passes or four or five targets to him, if it's not this game, the the last preseason game, and I don't know what they'll do starters wise, but he needs to see a little bit of live action uh, before that uh, opening game against the Falcons. Justin, what do you want to see against the Pats this Thursday night? Um, you know, I'd like to see our defense get off the field. Um, and I, yeah. I know we did well in the first half of the game, but I just watching the entirety of the game, you know, we put in the second and third string guys there and I, it was just started to become a little bit frustrating seeing us get to third down and not being able to make a stop. And it just seemed to be a continuous thing that was happening and started to, to give me PTSD from last season. So <laughs> I'd like to just see our defense, regardless of who was on the field, not get in those third down situations. And if we do get in those third, well, we'll have to get in those third down situations, but <laughs> when we do, you know, making the stops instead of allowing guys to get the first down. Yeah. Yeah. Just get some third down stops, better third downs overall. That'd be great. One thing I'm going to be pissed to see is if we have more jail and Rager drops. It's like, come on, man, you, you're, you got to use this time to get your head right. And you got Sirianni who's specialized in receivers and, and he seems to be able to coach Rager up again, all this stuff is small sample size, but we've seen some progress early on with Rager. Let's keep building on that progress and him to have a clean game, not even a dominant game, but a clean game, no drops, maybe a nice little uh, yak uh, play I, I think would be huge. Justin, what are you, what are you looking for? Like stuff you want to see come Thursday? Uh, what I'm looking to see is, you know, just, I agree, Sean, actually, I have Rager on here as, you know, playing a little bit better with Quez really stepping it up. I think Rager's got to start to step it up here. Um, it's obvious that uh, he has all the tools available to him in order to become better. It's up to him whether he wants to use those tools and actually if he's as talented as we originally thought he was. Uh, because, you know, we have a guy like Quez who's been able to step up with this new coaching staff and he's really take seems to be taking uh, this wide receiver spot away. Rob, where are you at? Yeah, I don't want to see. Uh, I'll tell you what I don't want to see, and I don't want to see Quez disappear. I, I think it's far 
too easy for players to have flashes and then they start to get a little more attention from the opposing team's defense mm-hmm. and then they can have a tendency to disappear. So I want to see Quest continue to build upon this uh, in, in a game scenario and continue to show that, yes, he is emerging or yes, he couldn't, can be a good receiver. And, you know, the other thing, you know, I'll give you the the opposite that I want to see is I still need to see Fulgham do something. I, yeah. I need to see him emerge again to show that that those four game, five game flashes was not just a fluke. And so far he hasn't shown me anything this year. I'm not hearing about it. I didn't see it in the game. Uh, so it's still his time to show that he deserves a spot on that outside. All right. We're going to close things out with one player. We're going to put in the Eagles nest after the uh, Patriots preseason game brought to you by underdog fantasy and over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a free shot to win $1 million. Again, best ball is the way to play fantasy football. You don't have to figure out who to start each week. Just draft a bunch of players, let the computer do its work. And uh, your best lineup will be played every week for you as you, uh, as you try and sweat out a chance to win a million, I, I definitely know I had a couple shares of Quez Watkins uh, before the preseason game, but as camp has been heating up, I've definitely been getting some more Quez Watkins shares for my player that will be in the nest. I'm going to say uh, McPherson. You know, uh, you guys brought up a good point that he didn't really do much and he had that uh, uh, that PI penalty. I think he's been responding to coaching well, and uh, I, I think Gannon gets an earful, uh, you know, like focuses on him this week. And, and I think he has a better performance, maybe a pass breakup, maybe even an INT. So I'm going to say McPherson ends up uh, having, having a big game here, Rob, you know, I'm going to keep it on the defense as well. And I'm going to say Derek Barnett, I'm going to say that, you know, Josh sweat has been getting all this attention, you know, potentially emerging as a starter. Uh, I think it's going to motivate Barnett to say, Hey, don't forget about me. I'm still here. Uh, So I'm going to pick him like it. Justin, who will be in your nest come Thursday night? You know, I just kind of ripped him, but I'm going to say Regor. You know, mm. it is his time to shine. I think this is his time to step up. After what he saw with Quez last week, I'm thinking that he's going to come out ready to go. I think the coaching staff is going to have some expectations for him as well. Um, I, I think we're going to see some solid reps from him, and I'm looking to see him in the next next week. Yeah, no, uh, that's a good point. And, and again, I, I think maybe uh Sirianni in the same way coaches him up, maybe even goes out of his way to feature him in the game plan, knowing that he needs this work and he, and he needs those mental reps. Oh man. Football is here. Couldn't be more excited. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the diehard Eagles podcast or check us out on the SGPN app. If you haven't downloaded the app already, I don't know what you're doing. We're giving out massive prizes come NFL week one and throughout the season. So you can only get that exclusively at the SGPN app in the app store or Google play store for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean second money green for Rob for Justin go birds. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs>